I don't know what happened to the countdown this episode, but whatever. <laughs> Yo, welcome back or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Foods. This is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back to another week, everybody. What's up? You get a little tongue twisted, but it's all right. Been talking all week. <laughs> yeah, sir. Welcome back to another week in another episode of the podcast. As we say every week. Like us, rate us, review us, follow us, share us, do all those things as we try to grow this educated food empire. This week, we're going to talk about a dude who just stays relevant. (laughs) He stays relevant. Um, And I don't know why. I don't know why people. Do mess. But he still has like a deep following. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into Mm -hmm. it. We'll get into it. But before we do all that. Uh, let's let's check in. How you doing this week, my brother? I'm doing great, man. We have a lot of things going on this week, and we have the biggest mountain of my three my first three months coming to fruition tomorrow. So that's going to be cool. Um, this huge revamping of our training programs for my particular team, and so we've been working on that like nonstop, day in and day out. And so we got some folks coming in to do some speaking, all that kind of stuff like that. I'm really excited about it, and this is pretty huge because it's the first time we've ever done something like this here at my particular college. And so I'm excited about it. Y'all probably will see some pictures and things of that nature because this thing was a a a a beast to birth. <laughs> so. <laughs> It has become very exciting, and um, and it's exciting for the rest of our team. So I'm I'm just glad that we are at the point where we are about to launch um, all this stuff tomorrow. This training program, this new way of doing things, and yeah, that's it. It's it's, it's been a journey. These first three months have been <laughs> that nonstop. It's it's like pledging for these last couple months. So finally, we probate tomorrow. <laughs> and- I can only imagine, right? Three mm-hmm. months um, to put yeah. something together which sounds massive, um, game changing. Probably the first time done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I stepped into a situation like that mm-hmm. six, seven years ago to yeah. do something that was just a vision of the the person who brought me in, mm-hmm. and I had to, like bring it on being new to the campus. You, you came back to the campus, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So congrats, man, on that. Um, it's always yeah. great when, you know, you get to see the fruition, the fruition of your work. Yeah. So um, congrats on that, man. And yeah. I hope it goes exactly the way you have been, you know, working towards and working for over these last yeah. three months. Hard work, for sure. hard work typically sure. pays off. Oh, yeah, for sure. How about you, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. We... Work has shifted to a four ten schedule for the summer, mm-hmm. um, and because I live, because it takes me about an hour to an hour and a half to get home in the evenings, mm-hmm. I've opted to come into work super early, gotcha. so I can still continue to get home at a decent time to at least play with my daughters and put them to sleep, do that whole routine. Because if mm-hmm. I don't, if I came in say eight o'clock, I'm not getting home to what seven thirty eight mm-hmm. o'clock when it's bad time so yep um i'm i'm waking up you know and then you have a in the morning angry partner too they had to do all waking this by herself 30 in the morning to to you know get to work i mean i got a supportive partner so she'll yeah. she understands it's, it's part of the job it wasn't something mm-hmm. that i you know i didn't opt into this 410 schedule let's just put it that way that's true okay. fair <laughs> um, enough fair enough it was a decision that mm-hmm. was made for me. So, gotcha. but you know, I get up at four thirty to get to work. Um, so sacrifice a couple hours, sacrifice a couple hours of sleep. But, okay, um, it's worth it at the end of the day to be with my girls. So for sure, for sure. Okay, cool, cool. Well, that works out. It sounds like it works out. So yeah, there you go. We trying. I'm I'm a little tired, <laughs> but we trying. <laughs> got you. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Always, always, always. All right. Mm. So. Let's get into <sighs> this, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Darius Cooks, mm-hmm. better known in the streets as Darius Crooks, mm-hmm. um, yeah. did something that I imagine your community hates mm-hmm. more than anything. 
Oh, yeah. Um, and he's a part of our community doing this in the community. And that's what really bothers people the most. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I, I mean, I'll, ta- I'll take it away ahead, from go here. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead and get in. Because this is a person that I am trying to offer grace because I'm like, this is a guy who has had some very harsh setbacks in life, right? Like, Darius Cooks has been notorious for telling his story about how he was homeless at one point in time he was staying with friends he you know grew up with his grandmother because his parents kind of kicked him out because of his sexuality and things of that nature and because of their religious background and because they were also poor at the same time which is right in tandem with some of the things that we've talked about on the podcast about religion and poverty and how we still have spaces to be super exclusive in our thoughts and our judgment and things of that nature even though you know we need to be accepting and, and and careful not to harm each other because of those dynamics, right? Because we have so much that is coming down on us, because we have, you know, the outside that literally oppresses us every day, we engage in some of those things that imp- oppress us even more uh, willingly. And so he had a situation where he grew up with his grandmother. So his grandmother told him how to cook, all that kind of stuff like that. And he was then went from that to whatever he was doing. He became homeless at one point. He talked about how he was like sleeping out of his car and on his friend's uh, couches and things of that nature. So he started to develop his web presence with, you know, uh, with Instagram, things of that nature, started cooking and gained a following. Then he started taking his cooking on the road to like do these little pop-up cook dining situations called Dining with Darius. And... From what I hear, I've had friends that have gone to these. I wanted to go to one a long time ago. I just never got a chance to actually do it. But I've had friends who've actually gone to like these dining with Darius experiences. And they were like, it is absolutely amazing. Um, He's also produced a number of cookbooks. um, But then there comes the shady part. So the shady part of all of this is some of his recipes he had actually stolen, allegedly, from other cooks online, including one cook who is a young woman. I'll I'll gather her name eventually. Um, I didn't even gather her name while while I was talking, but... Um, she's very vocal about how he has stolen a lot of her recipes and used them. Um, people have also been very vocal about how he has, you know, how they've ordered things from him and they've not showed up like cookware and cookbooks and things of that nature. And they never got those things, how they have, you know, bought tickets to some of these, show, uh, these dining with Darius experiences and how he's canceled them at the last minute and refused to give their money back. And then when they've gone after him to get his money back, he started doxing those folks online. And, and for those of you all who don't know what doxing is, is basically when someone puts your information out on the web, uh, on the internet because they have access to it. Right. And so if people are buying these experiences from him, well, they he has access to some of their stuff, right? And so he's been doxing some of those folks who have been coming out after him. Some people have alleged that he's committed fraud with their bank accounts. Um, quote, unquote, I don't know. In a post-Tasha K society, what I'm going to say, or a, a, a an existing Tasha K society, I'm going to say that's alleged. I don't know, but some people are saying that he's used their information and has scammed them. He also opened a couple restaurants in Atlanta, and those restaurants have since gone under because of whatever reason, bad management, bad deals, or whatever have you. But um, now we get to a point where Darius is online, and there have been some posts that he's made recently, as recently as like two to three days ago that I was seeing on Facebook. And I was like, whoa, like, why are you putting this out here? Why is your business all out here? And why are you doing this? So he would post stuff like, you know, screenshots from texts. He's like, I'm tired of dating y'all. This is what I go through and all this other kind of stuff like that. And so, you know, he would post texts of him and these dudes who, you know, would be giving him the runaround and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, okay, that's that's a bit much. But then the most egregious thing just happened yesterday, I want to say. Yep, 14 hours ago. So, uh, 22 hours ago, sorry. When he posted a picture with the guy's face in it of him on vacation with a young lady. And he said, 
um, y'all be careful. It's wild out here. I was casually scrolling and the guy that was riding me the other week is now on vacation with a woman. And so I didn't pay attention to the wording of what he was saying. And then I went back and read it again. I was like, oh, 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 that's what you're saying. Like the person that you were intimately involved with just last week. Because <laughs> um, words mean things. So writing. Okay, cool. Is now on vacation. And so my problem here is trifold. Okay. So one, why are you outing folks? Because this guy's face is clearly in the picture. Two, if you're a celebrity chef and you have this huge platform and this huge following, do you not realize how dangerous this could be for any person that you're posting anything negatively about? And you've already been through this before with the whole Doxon situation where the courts were down your throat about, you know, posting people's information, posting people and things like that on your public platforms that have, you know, over a million followers. And then third of all, this goes into the whole shaming of bisexuality. So especially men who, um, uh, for, for lack of better terms, uh, because the, the, the terms in, you know, in gay culture is tops and bottoms, right? Top is the person given, bottom is the person that's receiving. So what he was insinuating was not only was he intimately involved with this young man, but this young man was also a bottom for him, right? Like he was receiving from him. And that creates a, a whole different level of messed upness or, 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 or disgustingness to this whole thing, right? Because you have now just outed a young man and then you are shaming him for being bisexual. Then there's even a deeper stigma and a deeper level of fear about bisexuality when men are on the receiving end and not on the giving end, because then that feeds into what we experience in the LGBTQ community, which is bottom shaming, right? Like men who receive are not perceived to be as masculine as others and not to perceived to be totally credible men, right? And so those dynamics play into all of this as he's out on vacation with some young lady that he is intimately involved with. Now, keep in mind, this is just someone that he was having a casual hookup with, right? Like a casual fling or whatever have you. So they're not intimately in a, 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 a well, they are intimate, but they're not in a relationship. These, this is literally just someone that he is, you know, having casual fun with. So that gets into a whole other world because then you have these comments exploding with women and people giving out false narratives and false statistics about how, you know, people, that's why women have, uh, black women have the highest rates of STDs because of, you know, down low men and things of that nature, which has been proven to not be true. Okay. It feeds into the whole narrative of, you know, men, again, who are bisexual are not truly straight. You shouldn't date these men because it feeds into the fear of HIV and things of that nature, because then that goes back to the the older fear of HIV and AIDS existing exclusively as an LGBTQ problem, right? In an LGBTQ community thing that is spread throughout, right? Like this is some communicable disease that is spread through the LGBTQ community and should stay exclusively in the LGBTQ community and only jumps into the, the heterosexual world when you have instances of bisexual men or men who sleep with men and things of that nature, when that's just not true, right? These are feeding some very dangerous and false narratives here that Darius should be held accountable for because this ain't right. None of it is right. And he needs to be sat down. I mean, he has people like Tawanda Braxton and internet folks all in his, you know, in his comments, making these really weird and obscure comments about stuff. And I'm like, this is exactly what the problem is. And he doesn't see it, which is even more alarming. So, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it, brother? He don't see it because he has a history of abusing people and getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? And and as I 
started with this story, right, and saying like who I saw. Once I saw who it was, I didn't pay it any attention because this is his mo. Yeah, this is his playbook. Um, I first learned of Darius through actually the the cook you were talking about, Angela Davis, who goes by Kitchenista. Kitchenista, yes, that's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where you know she first started calling him out for stealing recipes, um, yeah. and then she went on this huge, huge. Um, I don't want to call it a vendetta, but I can't think of a word at this point on exposing Darius. So she went in and talked about how he has all these better business bureau complaints, um, how for his dining with Darius things, he was booking Airbnbs, not telling people that he was bringing, you know, dozens of people to their house to cook in their kitchen and feed these people. Um, And when he was confronted, he always, 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 always will lash out crazy mm-hmm. at black women. Yep. When you also take a look at um, the stuff you mentioned, right? How he was posting people locations and doing all those things. He's famous for going on live, Facebook live, Instagram live, and just cussing black women out. Cussing people out in the comments who who are who've tried to purchase something from him, who tried to attend one of his things and didn't get what they were promised. And he is just a very evil person, I would say. Yeah. I would say he's it's evil. pretty bad. And what he displayed yesterday mm-hmm. shows how evil he is, how spiteful he is, and how dangerous he is to not only black women, but clearly to black men, clearly to our community. This is someone who doesn't care about anybody but himself. And there was no reason at all for him to post what he did and to out Mm -hmm. that man. And the worst, the bad part about it, we don't even know if it's true. Mm. Right? Like that could be a dude who has been declining advances from Darius because nothing in the nothing in like the messages he posted confirms that's the guy, right? So it's mm-hmm. just so many different layers of evilness, yeah, that continues to permeate from this man. Like he, I feel like a couple months ago he attacked another young black um, cook who does who was doing the same things that he does, right? Like, I'm not surprised he'll do a. He'll do a dinner package. You can he'll rent out mm-hmm. a he'll rent out a space. He'll cook dinner for people, right? And then Darius really attacked that man because Darius feels like he owns like that. He has a monopoly. Like that's his thing. Like yeah. no one else does this but me. I'm like, dog, you took this idea from somebody. Like you aren't the only and you're not the first cook to have cooking parties and charge people for mm-hmm. meals. Like yeah. you're not. And to attack another young black professional cook who's trying to make it, trying to make their name, mm-hmm. just shows who you are. Yeah, like it's gotten so bad with Darius, where I want to say a couple years ago, Sunny Anderson from the Food Network mm-hmm. had to answer questions because she brought him on her show once, and yeah. then once she found out all of his she, business she, dealings, mm-hmm. she had to be like, "Hey, I." I knew him from this, brought him on the show. I didn't know all these things. I apologize. Yeah. Right? For for causing harm. Yeah. Right? And putting this guy on when he's done nothing but be evil, malicious, really evil, malicious to black women. I forgot all about that one, but yeah. To people who try to support. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, they'll order a cookbook. They don't get a cookbook. Nope. They'd be like, hey, what's up with my order? Can I get a cookbook? And he will cuss them cuss out them on live. Just because they're requesting items that they are owed, that they paid for. 
and people will have tangible evidence to prove <laughs> that they did not receive anything or that these things were canceled and things of that nature and they didn't receive any funds back. Like people were posting their bank accounts, like showing where it was deducted and not put back. Confirmation yep, emails. Confirmation like... emails. People were showing that some of these experiences that were supposed to be in um, like Airbnbs or stuff like that were actually like in garages. You know, one of the Airbnbs that he hosted, one of these down in with Darius's was then revoked his um his reservation and so they well they reversed his reservation and said no you can't do that here like you can't operate a business out of our out of our business and <laughs> he went on a warpath against those people who owned this home who could rightfully reject him from having this party because it was a part of his business and you're that that is not a part of Airbnb unless it is an agreement between the host and you it's once again, um, it's a bad. It's bad. It's pretty bad. It's, yeah. it's bad. All of this is bad. Um, and he he can once again he has a following, and he has a strong following, mm-hmm. and that's why he continuously to live out here recklessly and do these things. Yeah. Because no matter what he does, there are crazy enough millions of people. Yeah. <laughs> who support and live and die by by this man who has shown um that he's a scammer yeah um that he's abusive and that he's dangerous to multiple communities yeah like one girl on the in the comments here on this last post was like this page isn't even about cooking anymore it's just like a black dude on here complaining about everything mainly not having a man unfollow <laughs> it's true it's true mm-hmm and, and that's what the Facebook page looks like, right? Like the pace, Facebook page is just full of screenshots of text messages and things of that nature. And I'm like, you have to understand that as an adult, one, that speaks poorly of you as a professional. It speaks poorly of you as a person. And then two, as a business owner with a platform that large and that expansive, You have to be careful because people who are on the Internet and things like that get a little crazy. And that stuff can be linked back to you in civil lawsuits. And you already proved you ain't got no money. (laughs) You know, Um, while you may not be criminally liable for things that happen to folks, especially when you expose folks, what can happen is they can definitely hold you civilly liable. So... What is, what is your what is your end game here? And that's my question too. Like, what is his end game? Because he's doing nothing for his business by doing these things. Like, okay, so you're generating some attention to your platform, but that that attention generation does not automatically equate to sales, right? It does not automatically equate to new people who are engaging in these dining experiences that have been proven to be, you know, pretty faulty at best um, and less than amazing anytime else. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know what's going on, but he needs help is what I'll say, because this is not okay. And then you got people like the boss, Brittany, as you should, these women need to know. So I guess she's stating that, you know, you should be exposing this young man for being with you and then being with a young woman. These women need to know. While I believe in full transparency in relationships, my doctrine does not apply to everyone, right? That's another problem. Everyone wants to apply their own personal narrative, their own personal doctrine on in their personal views across to everybody else. And that can be harmful. What people need to really do, like the title of one of our couple episodes ago, mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not your business, mind it. I mean, don't mind it. Right. If it's your business, mind it. Stop doing this. Stop dabbing into other people's ponds because it ain't going to get you nowhere. But I like and a subscribe 
on Instagram or something like that, please, please. Yeah. Well, like in the follow. Get... It's going to get someone hurt. It is going to get someone hurt. Either the person you're um, putting business out in the streets or it's going to get you hurt. So, like, the there's no reward to any of this. Right. And we all too grown to be doing this. So, um, yeah, man, I, I ain't got no more energy to talk about Darius. Yeah, me either. Because um, what I'm not going to do, in the words, in the immortal words of Iyanla Van Zant, the prophetess, <laughs> the priestess, the magnificent Iyanla Van Zant, you are nothing but a nasty, vile gutter snipe. <laughs> <laughs> okay? May those words go from Nephi to you, Darius. <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. Okay. And that's it's it. Crazy. What else we got? Um, I want to I want to just because I mentioned it. Last week, I want to say, or maybe, mm-hmm. um, about WNBA not chartering their players' flights, right? I think I, I think it was last week mm-hmm. um, that I that I briefly mentioned it, and wouldn't you know, literally days later, um, an example of why the WNBA should be looking to, um. Charter and charter flights for their athletes mm-hmm. for games that are away is because what happened to Brittany Griner. Okay. So on Monday, Brittany Griner and her whole team, the Phoenix Mercury, mm-hmm. um, were walking through Dallas Fort Worth International Airport when a man, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he's a, he's a YouTuber, mm-hmm. um, basically approached. Brittany Griner um, and the team and was trying to provoke her. Mm-hmm. Um, he was asking her about, do we think it was a fair trade that they got her and Russia got a Russian arms dealer. Um, he's asking, does she still hate America? Like all these just wild outlandish things like calling her not American hero all just really harassing her as she tried to mm-hmm. walk through the airport literally to get to another place to do her job, which is play basketball. Yeah. And all of this can really be avoided and is unnecessary if the WNBA just charter flights for their teams. And people have always like WNBA makes very little money. Yeah. Like it's not it's not a really profitable league, right? So I'm not trying to pretend like it's the NBA and they they're bringing in millions and well, billions of dollars, um, but they have avenues to where they can charter flights for their players. It's it's crazy because there was one owner who literally brokered a deal that mm-hmm. will allow for. Um, charter flights to be um, like comped, right? That mm-hmm. will be taken care of. Yeah. And the the only reason why it didn't happen is because there are other people in the league and owners who lacked support. They didn't want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a proposal from the New York Liberty that would have chartered mm-hmm. flights as a default travel option. They found a way to get it comped for three years. So they wouldn't have to pay for charter flights for three years. They found a way that could have got WNBA players charter flights for three years. Mm-hmm. They didn't get support because owners were like, I don't want my players to get used to it. Because wow. they were like, if we charter, if this happens, then we will continuously we will have, have to continue, to yeah. And we don't want to do instead this. of in those three years, you f- you figure out a economic framework that could work or a financial framework that could work in order to continue chartered flights for these players. 
And what I'm seeing here is that this, and, and we're going to call him out because this is who did it. Okay. So it's not like I said, he say, she say, Alex Stein. So ESPN is saying that is. the YouTuber Alex Stein was the provocateur in this particular situation. And so he had made some inappropriate comments to Grana, like you had mentioned, asking her, you know, does she still hate America? Do he, does she think it was fair for her to be exchanged for a Russian arms dealer or whatever have you? And why an American uh, patriot is still in jail? That other guy, I forgot what his name is, the Navy officer who was allegedly a, a CIA spy, which I ain't going to get into that. But anyway, um, and why he's still there and why she's back home, but he's still there, all this other kind of stuff like that. And then what, so I was just reading the article on ESPN and what really captured my attention was the fact that they said the Mercury were eventually escorted to a customer experience office to wait until the board till they boarded their flight. So you mean to tell me that not only do WNBA players have to fly commercially, but they also have to sit out in general population? That's that's how he was able to do this. Because they are walking crazy. through the terminal to get to their gate. Like they're they're they are with the public. Like this is very nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies basketball NBA, where you will have your star sitting next to just re- casuals <laughs> um, because it's not enough it's not enough um that's ridiculous first class seats to go around yeah so you know the whole team isn't in first class right. like it is crazy right now the league has made some steps but they're not charter flights for every flight so this is this is the conditions that they can get charter flights and they only did this because they find the new york liberty in 2001 or 2021 $500,000 because they charter flights for their players. And they were like, it's a competitive event. It's an unfair competitive advantage for teams that can't fly charter flights. So that drove people crazy. So this is what they do now. So this season, the league has agreed to allow charter flights for regular season games where teams were playing on back-to-back nights. So that's the only mm-hmm. time you can do it. If you're, if you play Saturday and you got to play Sunday, They'll let you charter a flight. Um, and they only did that because it was sometimes hard to get to the airport in time after playing a game. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were like, all right, we'll give you that one. And then there's charter flights for playoff games. Um, and there's like a commissioner in the in the championship game. But those are literally the only times that can charter flights. Like the WNBA the maximum salary of a player in a WNBA is two hundred fifteen thousand. That's crazy. That's two hundred fifteen thousand. Two hundred fifteen thousand dollars is the maximum salary. That is bananas. That and I'm not saying they need to make thirty million like NBA players, mm-hmm. but they shouldn't be making the same amount of money as people in my circle i should put it that way yeah <laughs> um, that's absolutely crazy i like like i legit can walk down the hall and talk to somebody who makes hundred fifty thousand dollars a year right <laughs> right seriously <laughs> seriously um, seriously that is that's crazy there are some college presidents that make 215 a year like some very small right. college presidents very i mean I'm in California, so oh, yeah, well, it's is, yeah. more expensive, right, yeah. to live. So we make more money. That's that's over Yo, here we on have the vice, East Coast. In, 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 we have in, vice in presidents. Mm-hmm. We have vice presidents that make more than two hundred fifteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah. yeah, vice presidents. Mm-hmm. Hell, you go to the right school, you might be an AVP or a dean and get close to two hundred fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. I mean, because I was, um, I had applied for a job at a college over there, and the starting salary for a director position was like one forty, and I was like, one oh, forty. That's like so, that's like AVP money over here, <laughs> <laughs> dean money so, on the east yeah, coast. So, um, 
Yeah, it's not that much. I'm I'm gonna yeah. leave it there. Nope. But the cost of living is significantly less. And so we I don't can want people googling googling my positions. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And only taking like, oh, I'm going to the West Coast. No, you you gonna uh, pay more. You're you gonna go pay to the West Coast. You, you're gonna get a better pay, salary, pay. but you're gonna pay more. And that's the same. So like that's another reason why people like y'all really you were really leave like I wouldn't leave California. I've done it twice. I ain't trying Ooh. to do it again. But um when we talk about when I talk to people who are like California so expensive, I want to leave. I'm like, your salary don't travel. It doesn't. Like they're gonna pay you to live in North Carolina, mm-hmm. right? Like you want to move, they're gonna pay you to live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So you think you're gonna pick up your hundred and fifty thousand dollar job and move that to Atlanta with you? Mm-hmm. That hundred fifty thousand dollar job might now be a hundred and ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. Like. They 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 adjust for their cost of living. Yeah. Like yeah, I would love to take my California salary with me and go somewhere else. If that if I can do that, we we can have a conversation. Hello. <laughs> but that that's not that's not how this works. Nope. It's cost of a living um, adjustments wherever you at in terms mm-hmm. of your salary. So that's yeah. why yeah, I can walk down the hall and talk to somebody who's not even a VP and can make that amount of money. It, it's interesting, uh, and that's that's unfortunate though because those players deserve better. And I mean, it just protects your employees. Not yeah. even if it's just like yeah. take it out of the context of professional sports. Take it out of the con- context, you know, they're athletes. It's you should be protecting your employees. Yeah. And your employees who are a huge asset to what it is that you do. Like that becomes that's just a lack of respect mm-hmm. that you don't want to invest a little bit of m- more money into your team to allow them to travel safely and comfortably to do their job. Like that is just once mm-hmm. again, it's just a lack of dis- it's just disrespectful, and it's yeah. not like they're playing eighty two games. I think a WNBA season is only like thirty something games. It's not a lot of games. And then you play half of that. So you might have, what, 12 to 15 away games? Mm-hmm. So you're chartering – like, you're not chartering that many flights. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I And, and this is – It's 40 it, games per season. So you get 20 games away, 20 games home. Yeah. So 40 flights. And this is my problem with Title IX altogether, right? Like, Title IX has, don't get me wrong, it has done amazing things for the equal protection and opportunity of women and things of that nature. But we have so much work to do, especially as it concerns what equality actually looks like, right? We have, while Title IX exists, it still inherently exists as separate but e- separate and unequal. <laughs> it is not separate and equal. These things are not equal. No. There is not equal funding for women's sports. There is not equal funding even at the national level for you know for for these types of things to exist, um, which trickle back down to you know the, the the primary level, right? And so we really need to get a wrangle on what that actually looks like and how we make certain things happen and make certain things work. Now, it's not a guarantee that we should have women's professional basketball or whatever have you, but, I mean, we do have it, and there's funding. I mean, you know, people getting millions and billions of dollars for crack job funding all over the planet, you know? Mm-hmm. We we got, and, there's money out there. And WNBA players, was they say it all the time, they're not asking to be paid Mm-hmm. like NBA players. Like they understand mm-hmm. there's a completely different audience. Mm-hmm. Um argue some will argue entertainment value, mm-hmm. um endorsement. Like they they understand that. But what they also understand is I shouldn't have to go overseas after playing 40 games in the WNBA and make $215,000. Now I have to go overseas so I can actually make real money. Yep. Right? Like, that's the part that is is crazy. And that's why why the the commissioner of the league, when they asked, 
will she host a game in Saudi Arabia or will she um, look at the um, people investment fund of Saudi? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta say yes to that. Mm-hmm. Like they just put mm-hmm. in billions of dollars into golf mm-hmm. just on a whim. Yes. So yeah, if I'm the WNBA, that, yeah, I'll take I, that phone call. Would be. Sure would. I'll take that phone call. Y'all want to y'all want to own some of these franchises? Y'all want to start a franchise? Because we only have like twelve teams in the league. Y'all want to start a franchise? Yeah, come on. Yeah, and sit at this table. I don't want to minimize or downplay anything that is happening with human rights abuse. I know that that is a horrific situation for everyone that experiences it, everyone who goes through it, all the people that are still going through it, like people here in the U.S. But when we start to get when we as Americans start to argue ethics and human rights atrocities and things of that nature, we are literally coming from the most supremacist, crackpot, high point, white castle space, looking down on others when we have so many blatant and egregious things that happen in our own home, including our players having to even look somewhere else. We should be the model for what that looks like not the rest of the world. And there is, I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which one, mm-hmm. but we were probably, probably it was Bomani Jones um, podcast. But mm-hmm. the hard part is like people try to shame individuals for shopping at certain locations um, for, for using certain brands and, you try to prop it up as like your moral values and stuff mm-hmm. like that. When at the end of the day, if you were actually going to take your time and look at where the companies you tend to shop at invest, mm-hmm. yo, it's all tied together. All this money is tied together. Yep. All these billion dollar corporations mm-hmm. are all in partnership with each other. They have the While same they parent might, companies and the parent structures. Why they make it? Why it may seem and look like they're competitors? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they getting their money from the same place. So yeah. shopping by your morals and values is getting harder and harder to do, mm-hmm. as all of these companies are coming together, investing in the same funds. Like they're like, oh, you gave such and such amount of money to Republican Party A, and then you look deeper, they also gave the same amount of money to Republican Party B. Yeah, sure like <laughs> so I don't under like. It's it's a money game. At the yeah. end of the day, it's all about money. Yeah. So that's that's what happened with the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. who ended up having to come to an agreement with the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Because money speaks, money talks. So yeah, while I can say all these things about how I feel about human rights violations in Saudi Arabia, it was the same thing that happened in Qatar. With World Cup, yep. At the end of the day, we got to get this money. <laughs> yeah, we got bills to pay. I got a lifestyle I want to live, and we are not just a capitalistic nation. We are a capitalistic world. Listen, that's why I say the only time I feel bad about eating Chick Fil A is when it don't fill me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> when I know I bought an eight piece instead of a 12 piece, when I knew I, what I wanted was 12 pieces, but I said that I should not be eating this at all. So the, the happy medium here is to eat an eight piece. And I did not get filled up because I knew I wanted a 12 piece. That's the only time I feel bad about eating Chick-fil-A. I'm telling you. But I, I feel sure good that you only got your eight. You don't need your 12. I, I wanted because- <laughs> I know, I know. Like I'm going through I this now to. because I'm on his, I'm on his little weight I'm on his weight loss journey. I'm uh-huh. on and um and I've been doing pretty well. Yeah. But you be like, I want that twelve. As soon as you eat that twelve, you feel bad as shit. You do. Oh, you do. But <laughs> you feel like, so fulfilled. You be like, man, I didn't eat twelve. I could have. I definitely could have just ate eight of these. Yeah. <laughs> like my my partner just bought me this water bottle yesterday, so the the, the I have to drink three of these a day. And, you know, I, I ain't started yet. Because <laughs> 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 of what I wanted, some Pepsi. Um, but, you know, we're going to make it work. 
We're gonna make, make it work. Make it work out. Oh man, what else we got going on? Or are we coming to our conclusion? Of- um, I think we should probably end it here, just mm-hmm. because um, whatever other topic I want to get into might take a minute. Because yeah. um, once again, I was going through going through my news articles in the morning, and there was two things that we could probably touch on mm-hmm. next week. Um, okay. Tori Bauer, the Olympic mm. uh, medalist who autopsy revealed that she died due to complications of birth. And I just have a lot of questions about that, but I want to wait. Absolutely. I want more information and details to come out because what has been released yeah. is confusion to me. Right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And then another article is just how I think the bottom is falling out on the streaming thing. And mm-hmm. this is my crusade as a person who who still pays for cable. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Because I, I ain't th- paid for cable in forever. But this is what I'm about to let you know. Um, in two, 2022, it was estimated mm-hmm. that streaming lost $1.8 billion. Mm. Sucks for them. It sucks for them today. They coming. <laughs> Y'all think Netflix password sharing was bad? No. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait till wait till they start hiking up all these costs of streaming. I know. Um, That's gonna be ridiculous. And like it's it's coming. Like it's coming. And get, there's no choice. There's no choice. And you know what? The bad thing about it is as I've been listening to podcasts that have been diving into the whole Cosby scandal. And, well, not the Cosby scandal, because it's not a scandal. Mm-hmm. He was drugging and raping women. Okay. It has been proven mm-hmm. that that has been true. As I've been diving into podcasts that have guests who talk about it and things of that nature, uh, Andrea Constant and some other folks who have really been diving into, and all these women's stories and narratives are all the same. It's the same MO. It's the same patterns. It's the same things. They did not come together and make up the story. It is a real thing that has happened to them. There's real emotion, real tears, and all that kind of stuff. As I've listened to that, it has caused me to be in a space where uh, getting back to the streaming, when I got tired of streaming, I would just go to my DVDs, watch Different World, Cosby Show, Golden Girls, and stuff like that. Now, I am not in a space where I even want to see Bill Cosby. I am also in a space where I question all those teenagers and young adults that were on a different world and stuff like that. Like, what was the backstory behind that? What was what did the vetting look like? Did he have some quid pro quo type of situations with some of these actors? Right. Like, are they are there more actors who didn't share their stories? And it just got me in the space where I'm wondering and it just turns me completely off from even watching stuff like that. And that Bill Cosby has really disrupted my childhood with his mm. his antics just, and 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 i hold him to the same standard that i hold r kelly i do i don't listen to r kelly's music because it creeps me out because i think of him and children and i think of him wanting children and with bill mm-hmm. cosby with his art it, it now has me curious in in in, in, in a space where i'm like i don't know <laughs> so yeah i'm fortunate enough i guess to wear like the Cosby show, even a different world where, yeah, there's been, I'll go through like a period where I like binge the first couple of, first couple seasons, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't a huge staple for me growing up. Oh, that was so my like, constant. I can, I can go without it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I see it. Like there's not, there's not a time where like, Oh, let me stream mm-hmm. the Cosby show or let me find an episode. Right. It's, mm-hmm. And I think the different world thing, just because I, I work in higher ed and there's yeah. so many things that were touched on in different world that still is really real and active today. Yeah. That like it allows me to kind of just dive in and laugh at that stuff. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, like, yeah that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not big for me. Like what I consistently go back to when I think of sitcoms for me, mm-hmm. right? It's it's the Martins for me. It's mm. the Fresh Rest Bel Air. Yeah. It's the Jamie Foxx show. Like those are the things that I find myself, mm-hmm. no matter how many times I've seen those seasons. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go back to. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Um, so Hilarious. I think I'm fortunate in that regard. Yeah. Living single um, is so my, Cos- my staple too. Or, or or I'll hit living single up right. <laughs> um, so Cosby Cosby wasn't really for me. Yeah. Um, I I've gotten to a point where 
R. Kelly's no longer really in my consciousness. So like I don't it's not like I think of it, right? Mm-hmm. Unless I'm playing I'm playing like Apple Music or something. Um and a song comes on that he's either wrote or is featured on. That's mm-hmm. where that's where the struggle comes for me. Yeah. Um because like Kelly Price's best friend Remus come on. Mm-hmm. I want I want to hear her and Ron Isley them like because <laughs> everybody R. knows the bitch. monologue. <laughs> like R. Kelly is okay. on it. Um or just a lot of a lot of Isley, but like late mm-hmm. Isley, Ron Isley songs are all R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a Charlie Wilson album that's like R. R- Kelly. R. Kelly. Jennifer, I've said it before in the part. Jennifer Husband, uh, Jennifer Husband, Lord. <laughs> Gen- arguably, Jennifer Hudson's best album was written by R. Kelly, and I I hate yeah. it. So like it's so those those are the ones that get tricky for me. I'm like, am I listening to them or I'm mm-hmm. not? Right. Um, T Pain's verse on Same Girl Remix. I love it. It's the best verse of that song. <laughs> I didn't like that song at all. You don't have you heard T Pain's version? No. I don't like T Pain T Pain's version. Hilarious. Because T Pain is silly. I bet he is. So I'll listen to like I'll listen to T Pain's verse <laughs> and then I'll be like, all right, time to cut this off. Right. <laughs> oh. Out of here. Yeah. Yeah, T Pain got a T Pain's on the remix, and he's the first verse, so you don't have to listen. Oh, okay. Like he's on, he's the first verse. I, I'll take a listen. T Pain is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and speaking like, of speaking of T Pain and first verses and things of that nature, um, just an FYI for y'all, for those who are listening, like Babyface has a really good tiny desk that y'all may want to go take a look at and check out. Because it's amazing. I haven't enjoyed a tiny desk in a little while. And that was pretty dang good. Yeah, he has some really good stuff. I mean, my my uh tiny desk has been on a hell of a run, I would say. It has been, actually. Yeah. Because um my guy, Charlie Wilson, did a tiny desk. Oh yeah, Charlie Wilson has one too. I need to watch that. So y'all need to catch chat. Check out Charlie Wilson's Tiny Desk. Okay. Because uh, that man still be singing. Okay. Um, and then my dude, Duran Bernard, oh, has a Tiny Desk. Amazing. Absolutely breathtaking. Breathtaking. <laughs> I, he, he he frustrates me. He shouldn't be that talented. Well, it's the industry. silly and goofy at the same time. <laughs> yes. He is very talented, silly and goofy. <laughs> The industry don't know what to do with him, just like with Avery Wilson. Avery Wilson is one of Babyface's background singers on his Tiny Desk, mm-hmm. and on no Tiny one Desk, can figure yeah. out what to. His voice is a weapon. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, like when you a singer, like it's hard for yeah. you. Like when you can actually sing, like because that's the same um, issue Jasmine Sullivan be having. Yep, weapon. like that girl can sing, sing. and people be like, I mean, she could sing. <laughs> I'm like, what more do you want? That's what we look. That's what we living for. That's out what here. we living for out here. Yeah, like, because in a world like, where we have people just talking on raps and talking in verses, yeah, I'm not even gonna get into so, that high spice. Bothers <laughs> <laughs> me. Anyway, and on that one, <laughs> we gonna get up out of here. Uh, for one half of the educated fools, this is Dr. J, and this is your other half, Jarrell. Peace, everybody. Peace.